Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. Don't ever give up. In the 2008 global financial crisis, the equities market fell like a pack of stack cards. September 2008 must have been one of the toughest periods for investors and their advisors. Many were saying then that the world had never seen anything like this before. But is this true? I took a trip to 1929 to find out. Like stocks, Real estate was the speculative favorite of the 1920s. The mantra was, leverage up, buy a bigger house even if you can't afford it. Interest-only mortgages were already the standard then. On Black Monday, 28 October 1929, the market crashed. Americans rushed to banks to withdraw their money and banks closed their doors and curtailed lending. The economy subsequently collapsed and the greed of man, his overborrowing, and the bank's poor management of loans led to the worst crisis of all time, the Great Depression. Seeing similarities between the crisis of 1929, of 2008, and of 2008, I realized that when it comes to money, history generally repeats itself. Men are cyclical creatures who are generally greedy and can't help but make the same mistakes. The plunge of the stock market in 2008 had left investors so fearful that many claimed it was one of the worst stock market crashes in history. I wasn't sure. So I took another trip all the way back to 1900. Looking at the top 10 stock market crashes, things became a lot clearer. Now, it's quite impossible for me to read all these 10 crashes over in a podcast like this. But if you are interested to see each of these crash, then I'll say please get the book because it has been listed down in the book. But let me explain some of these crashes. The 10th worst crash was the recent internet bubble in 2000. The Dow went down negative 37.8% in 999 days. The subsequent eight crashes averaged more than negative 40%. But the granddaddy of them all was in 1930. The market went down 86%. Together with the 1929 crash, the Great Depression lasted 34 months and took 89% from the market. The 2008 crisis brought the Dow down by just 23%. Well, at least it was 23% at the point when I first wrote the article. So it did not qualify to be in the top 10 list. But the question every investor was asking then was whether the crisis would be prolonged. In my trip to 1929, I found out that just before Black Monday, everyone from the government and experts to the newspapers were bullish about the economy. Shortly after the first crash in October, they quickly became positive 
again, predicting a quick recovery. On April 17, 1930, the market sank even further. Throughout the next couple of years, there were plenty of recovery forecasts. But by the time the carnage was over, three years had passed. I learned that no one, not even financial experts or the government, knew how long a bear market would last. I then took another trip to the 1980s. In 1983, Robert Fulman, president and chairman of E.F. Hutton, predicted that the Dow would hit 2000 by the end of the decade. By January 1987, the Dow had broken 2000. Throughout the decade, everyone was bearish about the market. However, on 14 January 2000, the Dow was at 11,715 points. For 13 years, the market gained a whopping 486.15%. I had learned that no one, not even the then Federal Reserve Chair, Alan Greenspan, knew how long the bull would charge. I've also learned from the past century that no matter how deep and long the crises are, the market always recovers. But the key question is whether you have time to wait for it to recover. In the summer of 1929, John J. Ruskop, a senior executive of GM, claimed that the US was on the verge of a tremendous industrial expansion. He maintained that by putting just $15 per month into good common stocks, investors could expect their wealth to grow steadily to $80,000 over the next 20 years. When the stock market crashed, Rescop's advice was ridiculed and denounced for years to come. But was it fair? If one was to follow Raskop's advice to put $15 every month into the market after 20 years, the annual returns would be 7.86% and after 30 years, 12.72%, far from his initial estimate. Not too bad, I must say. The lesson is this. Even in the worst crisis, markets still recover with a respectable return. But if you want to shorten the time of your recovery, don't sell out. Keep investing, but invest in the right things. If you sell, you are out of the game and no hope of recovery at all. My trip to the past has taught me that all crises stem from the same cause. Greed. As King Solomon in the Bible says, there is nothing new under the sun. This 2008 crisis was not new. It was just that we had forgotten our lessons. Don't try to time the markets. Michael J. Marbison, chief investment strategist of Lake Mason Capital Management at the time, has discovered through a study that if you are able to accurately avoid the worst 50 days of the market, your returns will jump to 18.2% per year. But if you miss the best 50 days, your returns will drop to a horrible 1% Per annum. Burton Michael, in his book A Random Walk Down Wall Street, the 2007 edition, wrote that over the past 54 years, the market had risen 36 years, 
remained even in three years and declined in only 15 years. The conclusion of these studies is that if you guess wrongly, you will give up. If you were in very bad shape and the chances of you being wrong are 3 is to 1, the odds are against you. Investors, be strong and courageous. You may be fearful. I am too. But history is behind us, with us and for us. If you stop investing, you will perish in this crisis. Advisors, lead. Because when leaders don't lead, men die. Our clients need us now. No matter how much they may scream at you, greet your teeth. Hold their hands and push forward. The 2008 crisis did pass and the stock market started recovering six months after. It once again shows that there is no need to panic. No matter how bad the crisis, it always recovers. Don't ever give up. At the point of me writing this article in 2018, the Dow Jones has crossed the landmark 25,000 points. This would have been unimaginable just a few years ago, not just in 2008. So don't give up. If you are listening to this, we are right now in a period of huge market volatility driven primarily by inflation. And the markets have gone down quite a bit since the beginning of 2022. And you might be fearful. So I hope by listening to this podcast, it gives you courage. History is behind us. It's with us. So don't ever give up. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.